What was that? I said nothing. Oh. Well, anyways, I think that's a good way to start. What's up, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait. <laughs> used. Manny, what's up, man? It's official. The World Series teams are set. No more speculation of who might go, who isn't going to go. Clearly, I was wrong about the Tampa Bay Rays. They are now in the World Series. Uh, whether or not I think they're going to win the World Series, I'll get to that in a moment. But why don't we recap predictions versus outcome compared? You know, let's 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 compare that real quick. It was close, man. Two game sevens. Uh, I needed to win out in order to just tie you. Mm-hmm. And the, the Dodgers pulled through and. You win, man. You win. I picked the I picked the the Rays out of necessity. You picked the Astros. I win that series. You picked the Dodgers. I picked the Braves out of necessity. Mm-hmm. And the Dodgers won that series. Although it was close. Like both both uh like the Rays almost blew a 3-0 lead a la Red Sox and the Braves had a 3-1 lead. They blew yeah. that. So congratulations to you, man. You're the champion. Um thank you. I don't know. We have nothing to play for for the World Series. So that's it for us. Check (laughs) us out next time. (laughs) No, just kidding. So about that Astros and Rays series. I got to say, man, and I I was going to save this for a little later, but I got to say, man, like the Astros made baseball exciting for that series. Like it did. I'm not I'm not an Astro. I don't I'm not a I'm not gonna ride and die for these Astros players, but there's something about George Springer, Altuve. I know Bregman didn't really do anything. Uh and even Carlos Correa, who I find annoying. Like there's something about those players and what we thought they were being like superstar talents and them them performing in the playoffs. To me, it made it really exciting. It kind of reminded me about the Patriots. You know, I think what the Patriots have been caught red-handed doing in the past is worse because mm-hmm. they you know, they recorded a team prior to the Super Bowl. Like, they recorded their practice. I think it was the Rams, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's worse. But having the Patriots with Brady and Belichick in the playoffs, like, that team in the in the playoffs always made it more exciting. And I think people just get past and they just appreciate an exciting team. And I think that's what the Astros could possibly be. And if mm-hmm. and if they're this legit as they played in, in this series, then I, I imagine them being in the playoffs next year as well. Like I put, I'll put a team like that ahead ahead of Oakland. So I wasn't rooting for the, except for this prediction that I had on on this show. I wasn't rooting for the Astros, but I have to admit that they made it more exciting uh, as a baseball fan to to watch them in the playoffs. So take that how I'll, you take that however you see. I don't know. I'll go a step further, man. I I got to a point where I wanted the Rays to win. I know that you picked the Astros and I picked the Rays. Um, and I didn't really pick the raise because I wanted to, it was out of necessity, like I said, but, mm-hmm. um, I got to, like, I, I started texting you guys after Correa went, went up to front uh, Valdez to like pump him up after he walked Yandy Diaz. It was like a 10 pitch at bat or something. Yeah. And Yandy started, started, uh, like looking at from like, like there was beef or some shit. And I remember texting you guys saying like, this guy plays angry. Like, I love how, how I love Carlos Correa's energy in this postseason and but i understand why people can't stand him because many times i don't understand i i can't stand him either he drives me crazy yeah but um he's that kind of player that he puts the team on his shoulders and he carries them I and mean, he pretty much carried them throughout that alcs i feel like without his big home runs and big defensive plays they don't get to that point 
Um, but yeah, so I, I got to a point where I was like, man, it w- I wouldn't be so mad if the Astros actually win this series because they do make it. Th- it's exciting. You want to watch for some reason. You either want to watch because you want to you want to watch them fail or because they just have this energy around them, especially with Dusty Baker on on in the dugout. I don't want to be one of these corny like, oh, love Dusty Baker, the old school manager. Yippity doo da. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um. I don't know. It's just it, yes. it was it was a fun series to watch. Yeah, seeing Dusty Baker do his little like shimmy dance and everything after <laughs> yeah. after they after they like Bill Cosby. Yeah, after that Correa home run, I think in Game Six or or whatever it was, was was I liked that. I I I enjoyed watching that. I'm a Dusty fan, even though you know I don't really know what he did with the Nationals, not winning a World Series with, with that team. But I I like seeing Dusty Baker on that team even even if it is the Astros uh, again I'm, I wasn't rooting for them to beat them but I gotta admit that I think a Dodgers Astros World Series would have been better mm-hmm. than Astros and Rays World I mean a Dodgers and Rays World Series um yeah again I'll, I don't think I could ever get past how Carlos Correa annoys me uh but yeah, he he to give credit where credit is due, like he came up in the big spots. He's play he played like his uh potential. I'm wondering if this is the real Carlos Correa or if he just hit a a Rosarena type of uh you know streak. He's just mm-hmm. hitting home runs left and right. I don't know. How about Jose Altuve? The yips, man. I kind of felt yeah. bad. I feel bad for this guy. I do feel bad for Jose Altuve because I, I I'm still an Altuve fan. Like Regardless of what he was been, I'm an Arod fan, man. Like I could be a fan of anybody. I could, I'm a Michael Bolton fan. I celebrate his entire catalog. Michael, you just Bolton. sounded like right now. Wow. Office, office space, office space. No, quoting office space. All right, continue. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm, I missed out on that uh, quotable office space. I've, well, I've seen office space, maybe not as religiously as as you have, <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, something something's wrong with Jose Altuve. We made a video a couple weeks, mm. months, a couple months ago, how this might be all like eating eating at his insides, his mental uh, stability when it comes to how they caught they got caught cheating, and he was kind of left as he was the face of the Astros. Now everybody's looking at him like he's a cheater. When before he was revered as this like as the little guy that could and everything, but we saw it for ourselves. Like he he couldn't make. It was it was rare that he would make a, a a good throw to first. Some of them were pretty close too. Like mm-hmm. he was bouncing these balls and everything. So yeah, I did feel bad seeing Altuve struggle with the yips. I wonder. I I wonder if something's. It's it's speculation. Clearly, we have no idea what's going through Jose Altuve's head. For all we know, he probably isn't even thinking about the trash cans anymore. Like that's not even a part of a part of his thought process or whatever. But it just feels like. I feel like it's too much of a coincidence that the the season right after all of the cheating was revealed, that the manager was fired, Carlos Beltran was fired, um, or not fired really, uh, whatever. Like they parted ways. Alex Cora, people that were involved in that team, uh, Jim Crane is paying tons of dollars, millions of dollars in fines, and so on and so forth. That the season right after we find out about that, he has the worst regular season of his entire career. He was really good in the in the postseason offensively, yeah. but then it carried into his defense turned into like he was almost a, a liability at second. You almost didn't want to involve him defensively 
in the in the game because he he almost even blew i think it was game six the carlos was it Car- was that the one carlos Carrera walked off on yeah that wasn't game. the walk-off game it was one of those games where he almost blew the game with a defensive blunder and uh and he was he was yuli guriel made a crazy catch to to uh to save his ass essentially yeah um so yeah i feel like it just seems like there's something going on there. Like there's something mentally a block that's making him perform worse on the field. And I just have to say that as much as I, I hate the Astros for cheating. And I feel like I've said this before and they definitely cheated. And I think that everybody cheated in some way, shape or form, but the way that they did it, the systemic way that they went about it, um, is is horrible and stuff but at the same time as i'll keep going I, I lay a lot of the blame at the feet of major league baseball man you don't put a fucking replay room <laughs> like feet away to a couple of feet away from the dugout yeah and not expect these players to go in there and, and develop a way to find a way to get the edge on somebody in every game that you play you try to get the edge on somebody i don't care what anybody says like if you're playing yeah. basketball if you're if serious you can get, about winning yeah, if you if you can get away with a travel, you're gonna try to get away with a travel. If you can get away with, you know, I'm gonna put my foot as close as I can to whatever. I don't know. Like I'll stay in the in the paint for more than five seconds if I could. Maybe the ref isn't counting in football. Yeah. I'll fucking hold as much as I can without getting caught. You're gonna try to find an edge. So if that's if that's the philosophy in sports, then stop giving people. You're almost like taking a kid to a candy store, letting them go, and saying, "Don't touch anything." You know what I mean? It's just not gonna happen. So. Um, that was a long way of me to say that as much as I blame the Astros, like it, it's, it's in the past now, let's move on. Like this, this they're yeah. not cheating now. And they're in a game seven of an ALCS and they, you know, it wasn't like they got blew out either. Like there, well, there was a chance that they could have won that game. There were plenty of chances for them to win that game. Well, actually, you know what? And, and I wanted to bring this up before, because if you're a casual baseball fan that pretty much just watches professional sports and never really played. I mean, professional baseball and doesn't really play. If you ever wondering what the yips are, I know the yip sounds like a like a joke, uh, but it's. I feel like I had the yips as a as a sophomore in high school. I was asked to play second base for the first time ever, pretty much, and that that team was horrible. By the way, not not that our team, not that our roster was horrible. I just I had a weird relationship with our coach. He was like our middle school principal. He was like my high school coach. Uh, but I couldn't make a throw literally from a regular second base position to first base. I must've fucked up like five throws in the season that were butter, like cake. It was just the easiest play and I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like your, your arm. It's like having like a dead arm. Like you re you cock back to make a throw and you just have no idea where you're going to let it go. Yeah. You're just guessing at that point. And that's the best way I could probably describe the yips. Obviously, I don't play at the major league level or never got close to that. So I can't imagine what kind of, you know, what's going through Altuve's brain. But I said that to say this. The fact that the Yips started up in this series makes me think that maybe there is still some cheating going on. I'm, I can only speculate, man. I, I could only, Dike. Dike, you know, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll mention it later. But, <laughs> you know, it's it's almost as if, like, he couldn't get out like he couldn't get it off his brain that they were doing something wrong like if you're not doing anything wrong at that point you've been through the season already you kind of got all that out of the way and then suddenly in the alcs like you know your team is down three nothing and i don't know 
and and the fact and the fact that and the fact that you had a guy like Carlos Correa who I don't know if he's ever had a a, a game games like th- this many games in a row performing like this. So I feel like guys were like outperforming themselves on the Astros. So fool me once, you know. Yeah, shame on shame on you. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe they just got hot at the right time at the perfect time. Yeah, that's possible. I don't know. So. I thought By the way, I, yips also a few examples of the yips. If you if you YouTube Chuck Knobloch, I think it was 1997, um, had the yips, could not make a throw from second to first. Yeah. Another good example is Major League Two. I think uh, the catcher couldn't the catcher. throw the ball, so he would like get up and run over to the pitcher to hand him the ball and shit. That those are good examples of the yips. Yeah, I love. I, I almost I almost started to interrupt you. I almost related as like a mental block, like. Yeah, like like everything you do, every movement you make, your brain is communicating to a part of your body to make that movement. You're not, you know, you're not thinking at in the moment in the moment. It's a reflex. You're not really like, yeah, I don't know. I can't even describe it. But when you have the yips, it's like your brain is saying we're going to deliver the ball to set to first, but it, it can't communicate that over to your arm. So you make the movements like you're throwing a ball, but it goes wherever the fuck like. Yeah, your arm, it's almost like your arm just went rogue and said, fuck my body, man. Like, I'm on my own now. Like, I'm taking this shit in my own hands. I'm sick of this yeah. shit. Sick of you brain telling me what to do all the time. Yeah. My own shit now. Fuck. Yeah. And, right. and, it, and it's like twofold because like once you once you have that, it's like a little sliver of doubt in your brain. I feel yeah. like maybe with almost everything you do, you're going to have like that one split second of doubt with the with the yips. It kind of just keeps snowballing into this bigger thing to the point that yeah. now you you're, you're not only not going to make a good throw you might not even feel the ball correctly you might throw it into the stands if you think mm-hmm. it couldn't get worse your yips will come you know will, it will grow the doubt and now maybe you're you're throwing the ball to third when there's not even a runner standing there or something you know that's probably too extreme but yips yeah At yips, with with chuck knoblock his yips are so bad that that uh he made a play at first base. I'm trying to remember who who it was, but it was against the Indians. He made a play at first, and the umpire, I guess he felt like he was interfered with, so the ball just, like, rolled away. And he was, like, screaming at the umpire, like, what the fuck are you looking at, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, the runners are, like, taking off. I think two runners scored while Chuck, Chuck Knobloch was bitching to the umpires. Um, so, like, it's literally a mental fucking, just, like, your brain just stops functioning for a second. Like, it's, yeah. it just stops thinking about one thing and just like focuses on another i don't know i love how Weird. i love how in major league two they didn't they the catcher had the yips and the solution was that they gave him like a a magazine of women's underwear or something <laughs> yeah. and that solved it and it's like that's no that's not how you solve the yips i honestly no. think it's you need to mentally maybe uh well, he started thinking about like he liked reading Playboy magazine or something, right? So he started like reciting articles that he read in the yeah in the magazine, like oh, uh, I don't know what's a porn star's name. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, me neither. Jenna, Jenna you're James. Not, yeah, right. Let's pretend. You're not catching me on that one, man. <laughs> I listen. Jenna <laughs> Jameson, six uh, two, and then he'd throw the ball and he'd go back. He's like, fuck yeah, it worked. Yeah, you know yeah. Because I mean? honestly, that is to me, that is what it is. Like, if you're only thinking about making that throw, you will mess. You might mess yeah, up the yeah. throw if you're if you're kind of weak in the head at that point. So what kind of helped me overcome things like that is that I just get the ball out of my hand as quick as possible. Like I feel the ball and I try to just launch it as quick as possible. So I don't have a time to think like double pump and, and then make the, make a bad throw anyways or something. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. 
So yeah, we went yips. We talked about the yips for a little while here. Um, uh, I was gonna say, I was gonna say a little more on the yips, the yippity yips. I'm pretty sure there's yips in football and basketball, like maybe missing like a wide open layup or something. Oh, that, I mean, think play. about think. Sometimes you'll see players that are elite at shooting free throws and they can, and they miss like five yeah. in a row. I think that's a yip, yip maybe, like. Maybe thing. I don't know what it is though. I feel like it's exposed in baseball because the ball finds you when you're. Like when Jose Altuve, that game, the Rays really opened up both of those innings, I think, based off Altuve errors that loaded the bases or put runners mm -hmm. in scoring position both times. So it's like the ball will find you if like it they it just knows that you're struggling. Right. Or even I've seen yips with the pitchers where the pitchers couldn't throw a strike. It's like it's what they're yeah. supposed to do. They're supposed to throw a strike. It's so simple for them to do it. And yet they can't do it. And it just keeps like snowballing. With the basketball, I feel like if you have one wide, wide open layup, you're probably not going to have like another wide open layup for like, who knows when, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But and a good example of a pitcher with the yips, I think was Charlie Morton. I forget what game he pitched against the Yankees four or five. He couldn't throw a strike. There was one inning where I think he threw like 13 consecutive balls or some shit. Like he walked like, three straight batters maybe i yeah. can't remember and they loaded the bases and i was i remember texting you guys saying like i wouldn't i just wouldn't swing if i was a hitter now and then somebody helped him out and swung at a pitch and he got a strikeout somehow and then from then on he was fucking cruising the rest of the way but like when you're in the moment you're like oh i remember another i, I had the yips once mm -hmm. ct i don't know if you okay. remember this but we played in a softball game and our pitcher yeah. Okay. I see where you're going. I can't with this. remember who our pitchers. Do you remember this? How can I remember? Forget? Yeah. And then I was like, "Fuck, man, I'm gonna have to pitch." So I went up there, and I don't think I threw a single strike. And we're talking soft toss, six to twelve, and I could not throw a fucking strike. Not six I to know. twelve. That's impossible. It is. <laughs> that's that's a hard on. I meant twelve to six. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, the ball might be going twelve to six, but the usually in those leagues, you have to throw the ball from six feet to 12 feet it has to right. be it has to flow over that range it can't be under six feet it can't oh, okay, be, gotcha. can yeah. be over 12 yeah, and i couldn't right. throw a strike do you remember that i think i yeah. i think i've walked in a few runs probably. yeah and it's hard it's hard seeing a a friend and a family member <laughs> struggle like that it, the word the, the only thing you want to do is take them out of the game but i don't think we had any options and you just knew you just know <laughs> when you're in that moment you just know that everybody is like fucking pissed yeah but like you feel helpless too you're like damn man i can't rescue my team here i don't know what the fuck is going on i yeah, cannot soft toss a ball <laughs> that's the thing about that's the thing about baseball it's not like i can't just hand my bat over to the next guy i can't just no. i can't just like you know pass the ball over and let let another guy make the throw everybody in baseball you're you're on an island by yourself for the most part and by the way if you're if you're playing a soft toss six to twelve league and you're and you're drawing walks and shit fuck you okay like swing <laughs> Like those balls were not in the strike zone. I admit it, but it they were hittable balls. Like I've seen guys launch fucking monster shots with balls like above their head and shit. So you should have helped me out, opponents. That's what I'm trying to say. So this, so listen. Speaking of Charlie Morton, I believe he's the one that opened up. Either he pitched game one or two. I don't remember, but mm. the Rays played outstanding defense yeah. in this series, and it just. It's it's made me think that maybe the Rays weren't even meant to. They won it, you know. Credit their credit to give them all the credit, but they almost blew a three-zero lead. Those first three wins, one of those wins pretty much came off of Altuve's errors, 
Mm-hmm. And the fact that I mean, I'm telling you, there, I haven't, I don't, I don't look too deep into the stats, but if there's like a barrel profile from both teams, I think the Astros might have had better statistics in terms of exit velocity and barrel mm-hmm. the balls. Than, I think so too. I, I, the Rays. I this race team did not to me did not look like the team that played against the Yankees. Like You're I right. felt like the the team that played against the Yankees was. Like I remember talking about this, like fucking these guys were impossible to get out to get out. Yeah. You know, the fucking guy at third base, Wendell, the draft neck <laughs> fucking guys always on base. But this series, I felt like he was a non-factor. Um, Brandon Lau still a non-factor. I think he hit a home run finally, One, but yeah, he's still he kind of a, a non-factor. Really, it's a, Ro- a Rosarena. If a Rosarena wasn't on that team, I don't think they'd go this far. Like he's yeah. he's offensively, he's carrying the team. A Rosarena and Zunino had that those couple of games where he also yeah. went deep. But yeah, the Rays literally have become a home run or nothing. I know they had one game where they didn't hit a home run and won it. But I think that was the Altuve game where the errors were made. Mm-hmm. So a part of me almost feels like the Rays are pretenders, man. Even though they're in so? the World Series. I don't know. It's just it's hard to tell because if they don't have the home run, they're pretty much not going to score a run. And as I know, Charlie Morton pitched great in his last game but he was to me i watched the game i mean the the numbers might not show it but he was a little wild in my Mm. opinion and his first start in that series i mean they were smacking him around the field it's just every they were making the plays you know they have great they probably have the best they have probably have a better defensive team than it's hard it's hard to tell against the dodgers but you know the razor because on the defensively on the surface, they feel they don't feel like a home run or nothing team. They feel like an old school type of team. Like they, yeah. they they feel like they rely on pitching, on defense, contact hitting. But that's not I guess that's not really the truth. They are defensively elite. Like you're right. They, they keep are, making yeah. these insane Manuel Margot. My God, like, yeah, he he just about won the game for the for for the Rays with a couple of defensive plays. I forget what game it was. One one or th- one, two, one, two or three. One of those. Um, Willie Adams made some, some sick plays at short. Um, G Man Choi, I don't know, if, I don't know how the fuck this guy stretches the way he stretches. Yeah, at the at the weight that he is. But yeah, I wasn't watching. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, the, I I don't know, man. And their bullpen is incredible, and their their starting rotation, if they're on point, I think I said this at the start of the of the postseason. To go from Snell to to or from Glass not to Snell to Charlie Morton isn't a bad deal. And then you got you got that bullpen is is nonstop. What I don't like, however, I have to admit this now. Although I I enjoy that there's baseball every day, I don't like not having days off. Yeah, I mean, I don't think baseball players maybe this year they clearly did, but I don't think Major League Baseball teams play seven days in a row anymore. Like they have they, one off day at least. And they'll they, play stretches where they'll play like a 13 game stretch and then they'll have Monday off. Okay. So they, they will do it here and there. But what I don't like about it is that you're in the postseason. So yeah. in my opinion, you want to get the best of each team every time you're out there. Yeah. And I feel like if you're stretching the series into a seven game series, by the, by the time you hit game seven, your bullpen is limited. Um, you might have to go to a guy on short rest because you're out of starters um, I don't know. I just I feel like you're not getting although these games have been really good. I feel like you could be getting better quality. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't I don't want it to be that the that the Dodgers win the World Series, let's say, for example, because it got to a game seven and the Rays use Nick, Nick Anderson four days in a row. And he's just unavailable because you don't want to blow the guy's arm out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 
to me, that'll feel like a cheap win almost. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, no, it does. Yeah, I agree. I think they should at least have squeezed in like one rest one. days. Maybe after Give me three one. games. Yeah. Give me one. And the same thing know. with starters. Like, like uh, I, I'm going to go back to game five, even though the Yankees lost. Garrett Cole pitched a great game, but I would have preferred to have seen like Tyler Glass now was only going to go one time through the lineup. They won the game again. So, but I would prefer to have seen a fully rested Garrett Cole versus a fully rested Tyler Glass now or a fully rested Blake Snell or something like give them, you know, give them the days off so that you can have the best of both sides and you see who truly is the best team. Yeah. Um, but I'm bitching. Um, on the other side, we're, we didn't talk about a Rosarina yet. What the fuck's yeah, yeah. going on with this guy? I was going to say, like, as much as I'm bashing the Rays for being a home run or nothing team, similar to the last time we spoke, uh, if you out-homer the other team, you won. That, that held true, I think, all but one game. I think one of the Dodgers and Braves games probably didn't turn out that way. I think the Dodgers might have hit less home runs in a game and still won it. But for the most part, if you out-homer the, your opponent, you will be winning that baseball game. A Rosarena, ALCS MVP. Um, I don't know what to say about this guy other than what are they feeding these guys in Cuba? Yeah. Another and he Cuba. credits a lot. He credits a lot to Mexico because he, he had a similar journey to Yaso Puig from Cuba to the big leagues where he I think he lived in Mexico for some time for some time in, in Tijuana, Tijuana, Mexico. Hi. <laughs> um <laughs> But this guy, man, this guy's unbelievable. And I'm and, and by the way, this guy, Rosarena and Marcelo Suna, two products of the St. Louis Cardinals uh system. They played there together. Like what the fuck? How how is it? I feel like we're seeing this more than ever before with the Miami Marlins. Marcelo Suna, Miami Marlins, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. But um you see what these players are becoming like after leaving their organization. And you're just like, wow, like had these guys just stayed like a Marcelo Suna and Randy Rosarino on the Cardinals right now, they're probably in the world series. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's fucking crazy. Sorry. Sidebar, but uh, a Rosarena this off se- this postseason, he has 21 hits, the most of any player in the postseason, seven home runs, the most of any player in the postseason. Um, let me see what else he has. a. Uh... I don't like that in MLB.com. They they have players like like a fucking Naylor still there. He hasn't played yeah, since yeah. A, yeah, yeah. It's annoying. Um he's hitting 382 on base. Uh 433. He has a 1288 OPS, which is the highest in I think of any player in the postseason. That's not true. Josh Naylor has a 2286 OPS. Fucking idiots. But he hasn't played since. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, he has the highest of any player that's moved on past the ALDS. The guy's a beast, man. And and um, I'm starting to wonder, is this the real deal? Like, come next season, is, is this is this a type of guy that that could go high on fantasy drafts? I guess that's the best way I could put it. You know, that's kind of tough to say. He he, he I think he had like, what, seven home runs in the regular season. Yeah, but he only played 14 games. Oh, yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like every postseason has a guy that stands out and performs that wasn't performing in the regular season, you know, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Rosarena, I think he's more of a... I, if I had to draft today, I'm not drafting him as high as other people would, I think. I Actually, think I'm gonna... he, played, he played 23 games, my bad. Ah, 
Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, hold on. That's what it says on Baseball Reference. But on MLB.com, it says he played 14 games. Maybe he started 14 games and then played in 23 because you know how the Rays like to shift in and out and make yeah. their catcher play outfield for one game just for that one batter and have him gun either, out. Either way, seven home runs in 23 games is really good. And he yeah. had a one 1.022 OPS. So, I mean... Maybe he's the real deal. And he played for he played with the Cardinal system, but he only played 19 games there. Um, what is it about being in a system and not and them not realizing your potential? But then a team like the Rays, who only get guys for their potential and then they blossom into they struck gold ball. with this guy. Yeah. Fucking crazy. That's crazy. Maybe, maybe the Cardinals are just uh one of those, you know. They're spoiled with their riches, and they're like, ah, we can we can afford to get rid of a guy like this. I Luke mean, we're Voigt. the Cardinals. Yeah. The, we got Luke Voigt for fucking Chase and Shreve. <laughs> and we could potentially, by we, the Yankees, because I am a member of the New York Yankees organization. Just kidding. Um, you could potentially, because we're not going to talk about this today, but if I were the Yankees, I'd probably try to trade Luke Voigt right now. You would. I would. The guy you is homer... The guy just raised his potential. You could potentially get a couple of nice, really good bullpen arms, maybe, or I don't know. Can I trouble you for a uh, high-priced? Uh, I don't know. Do you pitcher? not? Do you not believe? <laughs> we don't have to talk about this today, but do you not believe in like, you know, the wrongness of of certain things? Like, do you feel like a guy like Luke Voigt who did nothing but? put the Yankees on his back, like trading a guy like that away. You don't think like the baseball gods would derail your organization. Here's the thing. I don't, I don't want to trade Luke Voigt, but sometimes an organization is put in a position where they have to make these kinds of moves. Like, damn, like the Red Sox, like the Red Sox won the 2018 world series. Dombrowski, D U M B Rowski, Dombrowski. For those of you who don't understand what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> Dombrowski? Oh, my God, man. You wordsmith. <laughs> <laughs> Decided to hand out money. Like, like he was at a strip club making it rain. And they got in a position where they couldn't. They just could not extend someone like Mookie Betts. And I'll look at him with the Dodgers. You know what I mean? Yeah, so but- sometimes you, you're, in a, you're put in a position where you have to make these kinds of moves. And the Yankees put themselves in a position now where I, i'm sorry glaber cannot play shortstop look at look at where are we talking about the yankees why how did this happen because hey, i just want to say man even even though it's different it, you're, you're comparing apples to oranges you're comparing mookie Betts, who was due for a record-breaking contract for a team that couldn't spend any more money uh versus one of the team. greatest players of all time how yeah, many yeah. how many but times look, do you see look. one of the greatest players of all time i'm gonna wear this like jay-z now just to make a point <laughs> um yeah but get even, traded even even that though, even that situation, which is wrong as a as from a fan standpoint or like a player, if you if the from a player standpoint, he doesn't he probably didn't want to get traded. Even that, look what happened, man. Chris Sale goes down with Tommy John. We suck for the we don't even we're out of contention after the first 30 games in the in the 2020 season. If you trade a guy like Luke Boyd, which is even worse because he's not even paying him anything, and he's he's more of like he made his bones with the Yankees putting the team yeah, on no. his back. I just feel like, you know, Zeus, 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 Ruth, Zeus, Ruth, <laughs> God, Babe Ruth in heaven is going to be like, you know what? You guys don't deserve this shit. Fuck out of here. You're not making the playoffs next year. I know, but I get it. But, but 
I'm I'm not blaming anything on Luke Voigt. I don't want to see him go. I'm really glad to see to have seen him blossom into the type of player he turned into. But we've seen some weaknesses that this team has, and I feel like unfortunately he's the odd man out. And and I I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I I can't see who else could go. Like if you want to retain the uh, DJ LeMahieu, um, he's gonna cost a lot of money. Uh, and and I feel like labor as short weakens the team like in in many ways game five is on glaber's shoulders it's not necessarily on in my opinion it's not on chapman's shoulders like he made a horrible defensive blunder that ended up costing the yankees a couple of runs which is the difference in the game you know what i mean like if if i was the yankees i would take this opportunity to extend glaber torres with a low ball offer and be like you're really a second baseman like you're not even you you're really not a short, be- i'm sorry man yeah. i know he's a he's supposedly a shortstop but i wouldn't put him back at short next year the yeah. guy's a fucking atrocious yeah. at short at shortstop yeah That's i could play better shorts just kidding um anyway let's, no let's with talk, the yankees let's talk about the dodgers and the braves right. for a little bit Mookie i Betts, thought man. i Oof. thought the braves i thought the braves were gonna win last night uh but if you watch the game the Dodgers won. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you see how Cody Bellinger popped his shoulder when he was celebrating his home run? Yes. Do you see why we don't want to eliminate the home run trot? Um, that actually makes a case for why you should eliminate. The yeah, home that run was suppo- that was supposed to throw you off. I'm glad you caught that. <laughs> nice, nice to know you're awake. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not. I don't want to throw away the home run trot. I'm just trying to think of ways to make the game I don't. move a little quicker. That's all. Um. Kike Hernandez should be should be fined or some shit by the team. Like, how dare you almost hurt our second base, our second best player on the team? Yeah, but um, he he was back in the game, so they seems like they popped it back in. Everything seems fine. I yeah. will say that if it turns out that he has to like like he can't play because of this, that that could be like a game changer. Then one of the, the dumbest things, yeah, one of the dumbest things that what who was it? Uh, oh man, Kendris Morales. Yeah, with was the home Morales? plate. It was a walk-off. I think it was Kendris Morales with the Angels, right? Yeah. It was a home plate, like, celebration or something. Yeah, he, he did his little jump into home plate, the Ortiz style, and then, yeah, I don't know, broke his ankle or sprained his, <laughs> tore his ACL or something. I don't know. It was stupid, though. But uh, the Dodgers came back from 3-1. Mm-hmm. I thought Braves played great. I thought their pitching was great. I would have personally liked to see. I'm happy with. The, I'm going for the Dodgers, by the way. Just jumping ahead, I was gonna go for what I was gonna go for whatever national team made it into the World Series. As much as I want to see Kershaw in the playoffs, I feel like Kershaw keeps thinking it up in the playoffs more often than not. So I was more of like I want to see Freddie Freeman and Acuna and even Ozuna in the in the uh, in the World Series. Uh, but I gotta say that I'm happy for Mookie and Kershaw and guys like Justin Turner. And even Bellinger, which I'm, I'm becoming more and more of a fan of Bellinger, even though he's he's also becoming like home run or nothing. It's it's exciting to see Bellinger like hit his home runs and make plays in the outfield. I think he's becoming an even better defensive outfielder. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy with the Dodgers. But he was playing center last night, right? I think Bellinger's been playing center all this time. Yeah, yeah. like he's he's become their. I mean, you're not gonna play right field over Mookie. Let's just. No, I know, but center field is, you know, you're you're the captain of the outfield essentially. But he is a really good defensive outfielder, so good for them. Yeah, Fucking man. And I just love how, you know what? Even though I'm a Red Sox fan, I love how Mookie everything about Mookie was like 
put on display yeah just to make us Red Sox fans eat it like like yeah look what look at what we had and give away I'm happy I know I'm actually happy because we deserve to see shit like that man honestly like for the people that could have signed them, they deserve to see you like that. Mookie oh, man. saved games with his defense, got on base, stole bases, scored he's, runs. He's, I said it on Twitter today, and maybe it's a reaction of that home run robbery that he committed yesterday. But I think I'm ready to to declare Mookie the best player in baseball, man. I, I'm ready to put him above Trout. And, and, it's, not, it's, and it's because... It's not even like Trout is for sure like a once in a lifetime type of talent. But I feel like Mookie can do everything at a super high level. He can he can defend. He could be the best outfielder in baseball, whatever he feels like it. He could be the best hitter in baseball. He could hit home runs. He can steal bases. He could do everything. He's fucking the guy is incredible, man. Yeah, I think Mookie, you know, I I, I think regardless of how his career ends up with accolades and and awards and everything, I think we'll always remember Mookie as like one of the best five tool players to play the game. Yeah. Especially in a day like in today's age where everybody's performing with power. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he fucking and, bowls, man. He's a and bowler. I, and I think, yeah. And, he bowls. <laughs> and honestly, looking at, looking at both rosters, I know, I know it's the team with the, most wins in the AL versus the team with the most wins in the NL. But just the fact that the Dodgers have Mookie out of, you know, of all players, I just got to give it to the Dodgers. Yeah, man. I'm sorry that you guys like this. I know I, I know I talk a lot of shit, but it sucks that you guys ended up losing Mookie Betts, man. I'm not even rubbing that in. I know it does suck. It, just sucks. it does suck, but like I'm still a Mookie fan. So seeing him live up, like play to his potential it's it's it makes me happy to see Mookie in the world. And there's just nothing event. to dislike about the guy. Like yeah, like you have guys like Carlos Correa who people love to hate. Mm-hmm. Um, just look around the field. Even a guy like Cody Bellinger, you might you might have something that you might not like about Cody Bellinger. Maybe it's his face. I don't know what it is. Yeah, he looks like he's high all the time or some shit. <laughs> Aaron Judge, like probably the most considered one of the most likable players. He plays New York, New York, walking out of Fenway Park, like. Mookie wouldn't do shit like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so I, I'm a Mookie. And I was a Mookie fan with the Red Sox. But thank God he's he's out of the AL East. That's all I'm going to say. Um, it, seems, it seems like the guys I expected to hit home runs out of Atlanta, like Freeman, Acuna. I know Ozuna hit, hit, hit some home runs. But I'm not sure if Freddie Freeman. I think he hit, hit a home run. In the last three games? In the last three, I don't know, but I, I know, know I know he had a I know he had a two run home run I think with Acuna on base, but even Acuna I don't think Acuna had a Acuna home run. had a two home run game, the Kershaw game he had two home runs. Oh okay, well still guys like that I mean, did I, I say Acuna? I, I meant Osuna. Osuna had a I know Osuna did yeah yeah I don't think Acuna had a home run in the Dodger series. I felt like he was a non factor in a way like yeah I he still got on base a good amount of times. Yeah. I know Ozzy Albies had a big home run. Um, Osuna was good. Uh, Freeman is fucking great as always. Also, I realized watching baseball th- this these last couple of weeks that manager decisions, like pulling a pitcher too early or leaving him in too late, is just a complete random crapshoot. Like Dave Roberts decided to go with Dustin May in the first in for to yesterday's game seven. Mm-hmm. He didn't look great. Gave up one run, takes him out, which to me looked like the panic decision. Cause at least let him get through at least let him get once through the lineup 
you know, the guy throws 100 miles per hour. How bad can it get? And then yeah. the guy he brings in, who's a, who's a good relief pitcher, Gonsolin or whatever his name is, ends up giving up a home run anyways. Hmm. I just think it's complete randomness. With the Rays, uh, Nick Anderson only gave up one home run the entire regular season, gives up one in the Yankees series, gives up two, I think, in the Astros series. Yeah. Maybe it was just one. I don't know. But still, the guy that you go to for a situation still fails. It's. I just think it's random. I don't think there's any... There's no right way to do it, pretty much. I think it's I think it's uh it's you're just playing odds. Like what are the chances if I go to May for the second inning versus if I go to a fresher arm out of the bullpen that doesn't give up te- more often than not doesn't give up home runs. What are my odds? What's the best odds? You're just playing odds. You're playing fucking you're counting cards essentially. That's what you're doing yeah. in baseball. I think that's all it is now. And um I don't know if I should mention this now. We're not we're not affiliated with Arskina yet, so I can say it. I was high as fuck in one of the games, <laughs> and um, I started thinking about something we talk about with analytics and stuff. And in my mind, the visual was fucking perfect. But I'll try to explain as much as I can. All right. Baseball now is almost like a guy playing. It's like playing chess. Like like it's the the players on the field. All they are are chess pieces, and. There's a guy or, or girl, depending on how you see it, who's moving, maneuvering those chess pieces, who plays all the analytic games. Like he's thinking to himself to move. I'm going to move my my what do you call them? Fuck. Pawns. Like, my pawns. Sure. I'm going to move my pawn. This pawn, because chances are whatever, 7 percent, whatever. And I think that's why the game is becoming less and less likable by fans, because you're taking the the decision making the the heart you're you're limiting people's skills because it's some guy up there making all the decisions it's not you on the field like i feel like there was a time where where a manager might say to you you you're a good base runner so i'm going to i'm going to set you free you can run as run if you want like try to make something happen on the field i feel like you can't do that anymore i feel like that's not allowed in baseball anymore i feel like a a, a manager doesn't call for a bunt and i get it chances are that's the that's the wrong move to make but sometimes that move works you know what i mean yeah sometimes that puts pressure on the opposing team and those are like the human instincts of you as you take chances with these guys counting cards the imaginary guy moving the the chess pieces on the on the board doesn't take chances he just looks at the odds and makes the moves that way and i feel like that's why the game has become i'll have to admit it like some of these games are entertaining um, but for the most part, if you're sitting there for an entire baseball game, I have to admit you're bored half the time. Like there's no movement on the field. You're either striking out, you're hitting a home run or you're drawing a walk. That's all that's happening. I'm not seeing a lot of defensive plays being made on the field. I know we talked about the Rays and G man Choi and Willie Adamas. Um, but those things happen. Maybe, maybe you collect two or three outs over the span of an entire game that way. The rest of them are strikeouts or the rest of them are fucking fly balls. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that was a good analogy. Looking at it like it's a guy just moving the chess pieces and trying to. You know, there's no there's no spontaneity. There's no spontaneity. That's the word I'm looking for. And and that's that's a good way to look at it. But it's just like these guys don't, you know, look at look at Altuve's yips. How can you calculate? How can you even put that into a, you know, how can you quantize that? Like that quantify, word. quantify, quantify, quantify. We'll keep yours. I like it. Quantize. 
quantize? <laughs> quantify. How can you quantify the yips? How can you quantify a pitcher's mental state when a guy like when the Astros bunted the two runners over and then the yeah. next hit drives them in, which I love, by the way, like. I, I don't think you can you can't just eliminate those factors from the game. I think games do have a pulse. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I like, think that like whatever the, Yankee, the outcome is. The Yankees but, with the, the Davey Garcia game, like. That was I think maybe that was the game that I I, I smoked way too much weed. <laughs> so um, I, that was the game where where I thought I was like, what the f-? like, why are you taking him out? He, you gave him one inning like, yeah, at, at least let him go through the line. You, you might see maybe the next inning he comes up and he strikes out the side and you're like, oh, shit, like this guy, he settled in. Maybe he can give us a good six innings here. But instead, you're not allowed to make decisions like that anymore. And, and like. You're just not you're not allowing your players to you're not allowing the human element to come in and take over. Like, I, I don't know. It just it, it's frustrating. It's starting to frustrate me. And I'm starting and as an analytical guy. I'm starting to look at it and think that there has to be a way where you can kind of police that a little bit. And I don't know how you could do it. Maybe you mean like take out even, you mean like not allow teams to put a number on everything type of police? No, or? you put a number on it, but but. I'm more and more in favor of banning the shift. Maybe you don't ban it altogether, but you make up some new rules. Like, like, uh, like there are, you have a first baseman, a second baseman, a shortstop and a third baseman in the infield and the catcher, but the catcher doesn't really do much. I'm thinking like you draw a line straight down the center of the field. And if a second baseman and a first baseman can't cross over that line over to the left field side of, of shit or the left side of the field and the shortstop and the third baseman can't cross to the right side and just limit it that way. Like try to make things happen, try to get some action going on the field. Like we have to, as much as I understand that your chances of winning a game are higher. If you hit, get the ball in the air and hit home runs, I want to create, I want to find a way to create incentives for teams to see an opening and, and say, I'm going to try to hit that shit. Like I'm going to try to get it on the ground over to this side because he can't shift. They can't shift me anymore. You know what I mean? Like try to make things happen. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel yeah. like the game has become too, too like monotone in a way. Like you, you yeah. tend to know what's going to happen, you know? And it's funny, like it, it, it's like the, the three point argument for NBA. I think that the three point shooting or attempts are ridiculous, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure the stat goes that if you're the team that made more threes, you're probably winning that game. Same thing as the home run uh, quote, you know, like if you out homer the other team, then you'll win the game. Well, that kind of makes sense if everybody's trying to out homer themselves or out homer the next guy or how out homer, you know, just hit a home run every at bat. That kind of makes sense. You know, if you're if everybody's trying to hit home runs and you happen to be the team that hit more home runs that day, you're probably winning that game. But I just can't imagine that a team, let's say you have nine Mac Michael Brantley's versus nine uh Aaron Judges. Okay, but you see, Aaron Judge puts the ball in play. When he puts the ball in play, he's he's most likely finding a hole. I'm trying to think of like, like a homer or nothing type guy. Let's say a Rosarena minus every other hit that he got or whatever. Okay, you know, if you have a lineup of nine Rosarenas versus nine Michael Brantleys, I would I would put my money on the on the Michael Brantleys because yeah, every at bat that Michael Brantley had was a good at bat, pretty much. He puts the ball in play. He went the other way. Doesn't always have to hit a home run. The Arosa Reina, I mean, I think he didn't homer 
in the one loss they had to the Astros. It's like if this guy doesn't homer, they don't win. There's nothing. Yeah. So it's like I it's it's I'm not saying it's a guaranteed you're gonna win with the guy that makes more contact, but I just can't I don't know why people aren't trying to make more contact. I don't understand I, why it has to be a homer. Yeah. Like I just think that the most exciting baseball we saw in my for our generation was before the launch angle revolution and like um maybe right after the the 90s or something when when the steroid era started to kind of dwindle out a little bit i'm thinking of teams like the los angeles angels i think it was in 2000 and when did they they went to the world series did they win the World series yeah they did 2002 maybe 2002 i think it was 2002 and um they just made shit happen on the field like they would take that extra base you know if, if a guy hit a what would be a single on a regular in a regular game he was taking a chance and trying to take that trying to take second base make something happen on the field make the other outfielder have to make a split decision you know what i mean mm -hmm. i feel like now players aren't allowed to do that like you're not allowed to go st to steal that base because you don't want to make an out on a steal you're not allowed to try to stretch out for what is a single try to stretch it out into a double because you don't want to make that that out for your team but when in reality those things are what makes the game exciting those are the things that makes you you know makes you want to hooks you it makes you want to stay and watch the game yep i feel like that's not the case anymore like i feel like all we're seeing is a ton of strikeouts insane home runs which are entertaining to watch i'll admit and um and that's it. And and that kind of sucks, in my opinion. Yeah, the home runs are entertaining, but what's not entertaining is a final score of 2-1 yeah. via mm -hmm. the home run, yet every other out was just a strikeout or a double play. You know, right. like, that's that's not entertaining. Right. So, yeah, let's move on. Um, Predictions. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to go raise, man, and I'm going to go raise for a biased reason. I'm going to go raise because I really want Rodney Linares to go to World Series, man. I've never rooted for a third base coach more in my entire life, man. <laughs> but this guy has been in baseball for over 20 years, and um, and he's in the big leagues now, and I really want him to get a big league job, and I want him to have that World Series ring so that he can go into these these meetings and say, I can get you one of these, motherfucker. And you, you think the Rays could really win this? I think the Rays could. And you know what else? Another reason why I want the Rays to win is because – I've been thinking about this a lot and and um that a team can that a team can build that an organization can build a team like that with so little money teams like the Yankees should be embarrassed like let's be honest they're they're spending almost 10 times more than the Rays and they're like they're not at this point here. If I'm Hal Steinbrenner, I'm like, are you are you fucking kidding me, Brian Cashman? I just threw $250 million on the table. You can't get me to the ALCS. You, you know what I mean? Like, you can't get me a World Series. Just an appearance in the World Series. We have one World Series since 2000. That's all we've won. One in 20 years. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And the Rays, you know, when you think of the Rays, you don't think of them like the Oakland Athletics, like ultra um, analytical. You don't think of them like any other team in baseball i feel like they're a unique brand and i feel like they have they just have they're just one of those teams that they're they're fun to watch in my opinion and and i hope they win although i do want to see clayton kershaw get a ring because i can't stand the kershaw hate man yeah i don't like the kershaw hate either but i also feel like kershaw gets more of a leash 
than any other pitcher will get today in, in both both teams. Like if the guy went has been through the lineup twice or three times and then two guys get on base, he will be allowed to finish that inning by Dave Roberts, I guess. And I don't know if that's because they have an understanding where Kershaw's like, listen, motherfucker, I'm I'm one of the greatest pitchers of all time. So you don't take me out like until I give up the lead or something, you know? So right. I don't know what it is. I'm pretty sure the, the stats will show it. I feel like if he was managed like every other pitcher, they could maybe stop the bleeding sooner than later with Kershaw. But he has, I think he has more underperforming performances than good ones in, in, in the, in the postseason now. And I do want to see Kershaw get a ring. I want to see Mookie get a second ring. Uh, Justin Turner too, man, just to rub it in the Mets face. I want to see that guy get, get his, <laughs> get his as well. How can they blow? How can they blow? Uh, Justin Turner, man, the guy even has the hair for the organization. The yeah. Mets, like his hair matches one of their colors. You know what yeah. I mean? I like, I like a lot of the guys, and 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 I like the Rays too. Like I like a Rosarena. I like, I kind of like Blake Snell, even though he's kind of getting a little annoying to me as well. Um, and I like, I like guys on both teams, but I have to, just, I can't ignore that. I, I think the Astros had that series, if not for Altuve's errors, and yeah outstanding defense by by the Rays. Um they they're currently the team with the most home runs in the postseason, but the Dodgers have given up given up way less home runs, the fewest home runs. It's not going to be as easy to get some of those home runs as they got with the previous teams. Mm -hmm. Uh both teams are solid defensively. Both teams can hit Corey Seager and a Rosarena are the two hottest hitters and they happen to be on, on the, on the opposite sides. Yeah. So I'm not convinced with the race and I will not be picking them. I'll be picking the Dodgers. Let's go Mookie. Let's go Kirsch. And yeah, I want the race to get one, just one championship. And, yeah. and um, you don't know what kind of ripple effect that's going to have, man. I don't know if you know what you're asking for. You're, you're looking at, <laughs> you're looking at organizations Never signing a player to a good deal again, which could lead to players never wanting to strive for greatness again, which could lead to lack of talent in the MLB, you know? So careful what you wish for if the Rays won this World Series. I feel like as long as it's all relative, we'll be good. Like, like, uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I feel like if it's all relative, we're going to be fine. Like if every if every team's talent equates the other team's talent, we're not going to look at it. Ah, these, these players are of lesser, you know, quality. We're, you won't be able to tell. You'll be like, oh, look, like we're winning. Yay. Okay. I don't even know what I just said. Yeah, man. I don't really kind of uh, lost me. But I'm going bit. raise. All right. I'm going dodge. LA. You know? All right. Moving on to the greatest segment on oh, this yes. show. It's time for DK. DK. Man, you want to you want to start us off? Um, DK, the New York Yankees are considering cutting payroll for 2021. What? Um, they have a lot of free agents. DJ LeMahieu, uh, James Paxson is going to be a free agent. Um, you have a lot of players that are going to collect arbitration money. Guys like Gary Sanchez, guys like uh, Aaron Judge. Um, Luis Severino set to come back at $10 million, blah, blah, blah. Um, and apparently, and I, like I said in the previous segment, if I'm the Yankees and I'm seeing the Rays in the World Series, I'm going to be like, Cash, you could do better 
with less money because look at the Rays. Just look at the Rays. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of the Yankees, this isn't a dike. This is a suggestion. Um, the what un consejito a los Yankees. I'm going to call it un consejito. Um, I think it's time. This might be sacrilegious, and I, I feel bad saying it, but it's time. I think it's time that the Yankees just let Gary Sanchez go. Don't even. Oh, my God. Okay. Don't even offer him arbitration money. Just say, all right, listen, man, shake hands. I appreciate what you've done for the organization, but we just can't bring you back, man. Sorry. Or try to trade him. Try, like, I don't know what you're going to get for him, but try to. I don't know. You know, a couple. I would say, like, I think when we first started this podcast, I made a prediction that Gary Sanchez wouldn't wouldn't be the future catcher of the Yankees. It's a little, I'm a little late on that. I think I gave him like a year or two, and it's already been like four years since or three <laughs> years since. So I'm a little late on that. But yeah, I, I I'm not convinced by Gary, man. He just seems like a guy that if like his brain wanders, you know, like I feel like he needs to be told focus, you know, like you got to mm-hmm. be told to focus. And and I think there's I think you can't be a catcher with that type of mentality not his no. fault maybe he just is easily distracted but you just can't be a catcher man you should be a dh uh, not i don't even know if i want him as a dh because the guy cannot he can't hit man he just i feel like he's 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 out there swinging as hard as he can at everything and hoping that he can make contact mm-hmm. but anybody could do that i could do that i could go up there and just swing as hard as i can and hope to make contact that's not that's not skill. You're you're playing a guessing game here. And for three seasons now, these are Gary Sanchez's numbers. In 244 games, 998 plate appearances. Let's call it a thousand plate appearances. That's enough of a sample size, in my opinion. Yep. He's hitting exactly 200 with a 296 on base percentage. A 296 on base percentage in baseball is pathetic. Like you could hit 200. You could be Aaron Hicks and hit. 225 but you're gonna have like a 370 on base fine i'll accept that there's value in that you're on base you're creating opportunities for runs this guy has in a thousand plate appearances in 244 games he only has 175 hits that's fucking crazy how many players do you know out there that are that are smacking 200 hits a season or and that's an elite player at least give me fucking 170 a season from a catcher, maybe 150 a yeah. season. This guy has 175 in three seasons, 175 hits. His OPS is 748 below 800. He's supposed to be a power hitter, uh, uh, a guy that hits homers. He has a, a below 800 um, OPS, a 453 slugging. Um, I just don't think I feel bad for this guy because I actually like Gary Sanchez. I bought a jersey, a number 24 Yankees jersey because of Gary Sanchez. Maybe that's why this is this is what happened to him. Sorry, Gary. <laughs> but I just I'm sorry, man. I don't think he's cutting it anymore. And I think it's I honestly think I agree with you. I think it's a mental block. And I think it's. Yeah, hitting. he's trying too hard or something. Baseball is already hard on your psyche, like on your on your mentality. It's already a hard sport to play. Hitting is even harder than that. You throw on top of that that I think if he struggles, it will just snowball into like the yips version of whatever that is in batting. Mm-hmm. But I got I got to be honest, man. I don't know too many guys that could that when they're hitting good and and they barrel up the ball and they put the ball four hundred and fifty feet. I don't know too many guys that could do that. So I, there has to be a way to. But th- but that's that. what I mean. That's yeah. what I mean. I think that he's literally literally just swinging as hard as he can. 
Because every time he barrels up, he smokes that shit. Yeah. But the, the problem is he doesn't barrel up very often. This season, in 178 plate, plate appearances, he struck out 64 times. He has a 147 on uh, batting average, a 253 on base. He's just a strikeout. A strikeout waiting time. He's just fucking... Well, he's just know. winding back and swinging that shit as hard as he can. Like, he's he's the happy Gilmore of Major League Baseball. And maybe he can get on a on a stretch there where he can barrel up the ball every time he goes up to that bat and becomes and becomes happy Gilmore, like a champion or whatever. But that's just not going to happen. Teams are going to outsmart your ass. And I feel like he's just easily outsmarted at this point because he's going out there and just swinging for the fences literally every time. Like you said, a guy like Aaron Judge, he knows that he has, that he can barrel up on the ball and he's going to hit it hard. They don't even shift on him because what's the point of shifting on him? He's going to hit it past it. Um, at least do that, Gary. But he's not even doing that. It's a home run or nothing. Literally, that's all this guy is. And he doesn't even barrel up that often. I already said that. Well, I don't know how accurate this is, but you know how when the season started, everybody was kind of like, oh, my God, this doesn't really count. 60 games. I'm not even going to count this this season. What Whoever wins, I'm not going to count it. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Well, Vike. Gary Sanchez took that in the literal sense and decided to completely take the <laughs> decided to completely take the season off where he struck out more at a higher clip than he ever has in his career. I'm talking about Aaron Judge Stanton <laughs> proportions. So I, I think I think that's uh, a good explanation good right there why that guy pretty much just sucks now, like to the point where you you won't even defend him. I can't. I'm sorry. And, and again, I like Gary. I'm sure he's a nice guy and everything, but there's just, just no defending this at this point. Um, well. According by the to way, by the way, and when I said <laughs> let go of Gary Sanchez, I don't even mean I'm not even going to be one of those Yankees fans that, that call into sports radio and bitch all the time and say trade Gary Sanchez and sign JT Romeo, give JT Romeo to 25. No, I don't want I don't want JT Romeo to I want him, but I don't think it's a smart move to, to make. Yeah. It's OK to have somebody who, whose job is just to be an, uh, an efficient defender. Yeah. You want to keep Higashioka and sign somebody else to split time with? I'm okay with that. We don't have to have our lineup. Does, look at the Rays. Not every batter. Zunino was, is not a good hitter in the regular season. And look at what he's doing in the postseason. He might catch fire. You might have somebody that, that comes up in clutch moments or something. Not everybody has to be a fucking elite player in your, in your lineup. Like, yeah, that's, that's what I said, that the Yankees only cared about okay defense, but just hit me, hit me double-digit home runs in the regular season. Uh, look at Aldamas. Aldamas. On the raise, he's he can't hit. No, like, that, guy, that guy can't hit. He's there strictly for defense. It showed in the in game seven. He made like a, a a diving play that I think turned the inning around for the raise. That guy's in there just for his defense. So mm-hmm. I, I I always thought of, thought that about the Yankees that they were all about give me the double digit home runs. And the fact that Garrett Cole already said Higashiyosha Higashiyosha is, is his. Uh, starting catcher, I'm pretty sure he could catch everybody else on that roster too. So, and look at Higashioka did more defensively than than Gary did offensively for the Yankees. The, yeah, the, some of the stops he made, I think it was, I think it was Cole pitching maybe, were fucking incredible. Like he prevented, I don't know how many runs from coming across the plate. Was it was it Cole? Somebody kept bouncing balls. Maybe it was, it was Jordan Montgomery. I think I think it was game five where Higashiyoshi Avigar Cole was pitching, so he started catching. And I think it was when they brought in like Zach Britton. Oh right, it was yeah. Britton kept bouncing yeah. balls and he kept stopping them. Yep. So it's okay to have efficient defenders. If if nothing else, it's important because again, look at the we keep mentioning the Rays. The Rays defense could have 
won that series for the Rays. And and the the Astros' defense could have cost them the series, like you yep. said, with, with Altuve. So um, you have guys, you know, Giancarlo Stanton, when healthy this season, was a beast. And I only hope that he can stay healthy and he can continue playing like that because if he plays the way he played this season um, when healthy, he'll win over Yankees fans. The problem is he has to stay on the field. You have guys like Aaron Judge, same story. You have guys like Labor Torres, move him to a position where he could do better. Great player. Um, the team is filled, Gio Urshela, the, t- the team is filled with talented players. Like already, you know, you could you could write out a lineup with seven hitters that, that a, an opposing pitcher is going to be afraid of. Make the next two guys like just defensive guys or something, or guys that, that are just going to put the ball in play or whatever. You don't have to have every single player be a fucking home run or nothing type player. Preach, but this, is, this isn't Preach. about the Yankees. Preach. But- <laughs> Well, on to the next DK. Well, we we touched on it before, but Jose Altuve clearly had the yips in the race series. DK, it's because DK. I don't know. I heard from somewhere if little birdie told me, <laughs> but I can't tell you who it is. The guy's life is in danger. We know how MLB gets down. But DK, the Astros are still cheating. Ooh, we don't know how. But we saw the results, man. Altuve mm. smacking home runs. George Springer swinging at the first pitch, smacking home runs. Carlos Correa smacking home runs. Carlos Correa calling his shot. Yeah. Because he told Dusty Baker, I'm going to walk it off here. And then he did. Yeah. Just let me know when that fastball is coming right right up the right up on the zone. And yeah. uh, let me. And there was a there was a player, Dike, Dike. There was a not a player, a person shouting through like a megaphone. Astros cheated or some shit. Maybe mm. that was like a ploy. Like, oh, here's our new cheating scandal here. In plain sight. In plain sight. We're just gonna. It's like it's like uh when you rob a bank and you hide all the money like in a really obvious place because nobody you know nobody's gonna think to look there. Yeah. Um. They put this guy out there. The kid. They put this guy out there and told him to shout on the blowhorn or whatever you call that shit. Anytime there was gonna be a fastball called, and that that's that's how it happened. DK, I don't know. Yeah, man. That's, yeah, that's that, just what I heard. It's just crazy how me and you heard the same thing from <laughs> two different people, man. Yeah. So there's some truth to this. Maybe that little bird came here and then he went, you know, east. Yeah. To you, um, <clears throat> DK. <laughs> Dave Roberts believes that this is the year for the Astros. He's calling. Oh, he's predicting Dodgers. it for the Dodgers. Okay. DK. Wow. What do you think? What a, what a take. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that Dustin May decision could have backfired on it is all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, DK, he might be right, though. Obviously. DK, you think so? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> wait, he said this after game, game yesterday's game. And during the celebration, this is our year. This is our year. Why not say that? Why? See, I feel like things like that hold more weight when you when you throw that out there like earlier in the year or something mm-hmm. literally like you're going to the world series i would hope that it's your year like you have a 50 yeah. 50 chance at winning this <laughs> i don't your know favorite, yeah, right 50 50 you're, <laughs> you're probably you're probably favored to win this series so i would hope that this is they your... are two they're two to one that's the odds wow favorite two to one um dk We already said that. Never mind. I was so, gonna say Dike Bellinger's shoulder popped out during a home run celebration. Well, we didn't say that in Dike, but you know, you could well I just did, man. <laughs> so <laughs> so according to Trevor Bauer's agent, Dike mm. Trevor Bauer no longer committed to only one year deals. 
See, this is the type of shit why people get pissed off with Trevor Bauer because he said when he becomes a free agent, he will only commit to one year deals as you know, as if to say, like, I'm not going to just collect all this money and stay with one franchise, blah, blah, blah. Um, and now he's saying that he's open to all offers. So Trevor Bauer, fuck up, man. Yeah, seriously, man. Just make up your mind. And guess what? You don't have to give your opinion and voice your jokes and all this shit for every little thing, man. Sometimes just keep it to yourself. Maybe stay off social media for a little while. Mm-hmm. it, you know, travel somewhere without the intention that you might sign with that city's team right. or whatever, you know? Stop, stop, stop doing it, man. Because the day that you fail, everybody's going to be on your ass. And I guarantee your answer is going to be like, guess what? I get to wake up tomorrow and play baseball. You guys don't. Like, ah, yeah. Yeah, he reminds me of like, like if John Rocker, I know he's not a racist, I think wow. potentially he's not a racist, but oh, like if John ah. Rocker, if John Rocker had, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> myself here. Um, There's no way a lot of people know who that guy is. Isn't nah. Yeah. Uh, let me think. Well, I mean, yeah. maybe look him up, guys. Google. That's what John? that's what that's what God made Google. Um, yeah. John Rocker, if John Rocker had social media, he'd be Trevor Bauer. Like he just could not stop talking shit. Like this yeah. guy just cannot stop himself. And um, that's all I have to say, man. Yeah. Hmm. Any any other DK hot takes? I, not, man. I don't have any more, man. I just hope I, I'm. I got one more. Yeah, hit me. So, DK, you know, you notice. I, I don't know if you noticed, but there's no fans in any major sport except for some football games and actually the Dodgers and, and Braves games. Mm-hmm. But we we could agree that sports took a major hit. Because of yeah. the uh, lack of fans in the stands, the show. So, as if as if this sport couldn't afford anything to go wrong with it, since it was already down from previous decades. Boxing apparently took such a big hit from not having fans in the arenas that that's the reason you're seeing Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. and you're seeing Pacquiao versus Conor McGregor and you're seeing you know, Mayweather versus Logan Paul, who isn't even a boxer. I don't know how Mayweather. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Mayweather's fighting Logan Paul? Yeah, I think he is. The, the YouTube guy? DK, DK. Yeah, DK. He's fighting him. DK. That might be the only time in my life where I'm going to root for Mayweather. Yeah, me too. But I almost kind of wish that it all backfired on both of them and they getting didn't get paid a dime because they, they're literally just doing this for, for, for a paycheck. I mean, obviously. But wow. me, I, I feel like <clears throat> I feel like that's bullshit because boxing makes their money um, from pay-per-view. Right. Well, that was a Dika take. So, ah, you well, know, I heard. Oh, you heard this for it needed. It needed to figure it needed to pull it out you. of their I ass. You know? I got you. I started to pull that rabbit out of the hat. My Dika brain ran away. Will you be watching <laughs> the Tyson fight? I kind of want to watch it. I will be watching it, but I hope that, you know, sorry for whatever FBI agents listening to this recording. Me and the people that decide to watch it that day can find some sort of free link. I, I, I don't feel like giving money to this shit. This is just a cash grab. Like I, I don't really feel like giving money to this shit, but I will. I do plan on watching it. Yes. Yeah, I kind of want to watch it, too. But I, I don't know, man. <clears throat> Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right, man. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're onto something here. Maybe you're onto something here. I shout. 
But I'm looking up this boxing legend Floyd Mayweather and YouTube star Logan Paul reportedly in negotiations over their heavily rumored exhibition super fight. That almost seems like it's irresponsible. This puny fucking little. It does, but you can get Mayweather to do anything. I, I have a feeling that this guy's going to be bankrupt that at, at some point. How? This guy has more money than God, yeah, man. Yeah, but I've seen I've seen the way he spends his money on orgies and fucking Stu- stupid ridiculous cars and eating at the malecon and shit like this guy <laughs> this guy spends a lot of unnecessary uh... cash and i feel like he can end up bankrupt and i also it's it's just sad that he will literally move for money like he could come back and fight anybody he mm-hmm. might be fighting logan paul of all by the way logan paul has been fighting random other youtube stars i think and i, I saw watched, that too i haven't watched yeah. any one of them i feel like Maybe. That guy, that guy sucks. So whatever he's annoying himself. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's just kind of sad that Mayweather is is willing to put his name on this and and fight for money. Obviously, it's for money. But this is like totally off topic here, and it's it's gonna maybe offend some people. But I, in my opinion, Floyd Mayweather, I hated his fights. They were always the boringest fights ever there was like zero action and i know that that that's kind of his bread and butter is that he's a an elite defensive fighter or whatever but it's almost like baseball like that that in my in my opinion hurt the sport a little bit because it made it less like i never wanted to spend money on a mayweather fight because i hated them i couldn't stand them man yeah um whereas a guy like pacquiao was a free swinger the guy was like all action so he was super entertaining but yeah, that's all I wanted to say. That fucking Mayweather. You just reminded me. I almost forgot this even happened, but you reminded me of the Pacquiao Mayweather fight and how boring mm-hmm. that was. Oh my god! After all that year, after all that waiting, and that's I the problem. That I remember that's the problem because ready that day for the fight <laughs> here, I can't wait. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Well, see, but that's the problem is is that they they passed their prime and then they decided to fight each other. It's yeah. like. Why are you keep why do you keep hyping this shit up? Like you guys should have fought each other five, ten years ago when you were both at the top of your game. Now you're fucking Pacquiao had already been knocked out by the time. Didn't didn't he get knocked out by the time he decided to fight Mayweather? Oh yeah, Pacquiao already had like four losses under his belt by the yeah, time he decided. It was it was bullshit, man. And that's what I hate about boxing is yeah, is that that whole promoter shit. I feel like they should remove it and turn it more into a tournament, if anything else. Like that would I don't know bad. how you fix boxing, but Remove the promoters out of the out of the whole thing. That's what I would do. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, we're off topic here. So uh that's it for now. We're by the way, I think we've decided on a name change. Yeah. Are we going with it? Back to I'm, back to back? I I like it. All right. Like How it. did it why did it take us so long, man? That's uh, such a simple man. name. I overthink things. You might overthink things a little bit. Oh, I definitely I self doubt self doubt definitely plays a part. For sure. The the economy and the coronavirus definitely played a part, you know. Yep. Uh, I'm a Red Sox fan, and it's it's taken me a while to get out of this hole that they dug us into this year. Mm. I've had to fight a lot of people in the street. I've had yeah. to I've had things thrown at me when I wear wear my Red Sox gear. So, yeah, whatever. You know, I, just, I I'm not saying that's an excuse, but yo, you'll get you'll get yours. You'll get yours. <laughs> we, we Yankee we, fans. I mean, we're so, one championship in 20 years. That's all I need to say, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, we we almost went with Los Primos Hermanos. Yeah. I love that name. Good restaurant I start, name. Yeah. I started thinking about it and then I was like, people are going to think this is like a like a Breaking Bad rewatch yeah. podcast. 
or yeah. something. Good idea for a fu- future podcast, maybe. I yeah. love that show. Um, but we're gonna go with back to back, I think. So back to back. Look out for that. I think we're gonna launch that on in January with the our Esquina network. And um that's it, man. That's all we got. That's it. Follow me on oh, Twitter. Oh we we made our predictions, right? Yeah, yeah. I went Rays, you went Dodgers. All right. I went Dodgers, yeah. Yep. Go ahead, man. Sign us off. It's Take funny, us home, man. It's funny. Usually you do this part. And the first time I decided to speak out, it's like maybe this is maybe this is the God telling us, nah, man, keep it, keep it the same way. But <laughs> let me see, let me see if I can do this. Follow me at Twitter at Hova Mojo. Follow my co-host Manny at Twitter at MannyGo3.com. Nope, no dot com. Just kidding. Follow the show at WT the Show on Twitter and IG, which is IG, which is mm. Instagram. <laughs> mm. <laughs> But most importantly, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's where we're mostly focused on these days. Up to 104 subscribers. Be the 105th. And be the 120th. Like, just, yeah. just smash it, man. Spam that shit. Send it to your friends. <laughs> create yeah. accounts for them. <laughs> All that shit. Uh, that's hire, hire a bot. How about hire a bot? And yeah, spend money. It, spend money on this shit. <laughs> on our behalf. All right, man. That's all I got to say. Let's go, Bills. Peace out, Manny. I have no rooting interests anymore. Let's go, Rays. All right. Peace. Peace.